Hi, March Money. I am live today with Heather Parody from Unconventional Leaders. Welcome. Hello, hello. Thanks so much for having me. Yes, we are very excited. I was telling uh, everybody yesterday that you're the first person, really the only person that I've met through TikTok. So oh, <laughs> that's how we connected was TikTok. That's how we connected. Oh, yes. I always feel like I need to apologize every time someone says, oh, I found you through TikTok. Come on. I'm sorry. Because <laughs> I'm so crazy over there. <laughs> I love it. And I was telling them that um, TikTok's such a great marketing tool or just social media site. Um, but we're not, most of us are not really taking advantage of it. So, nope. you know, about six months, three to three to six months ago, I was really looking into it and trying to learn, like, how do people use this for businesses? Um, and that's how I, I stumbled across yours. But mm -hmm. anyway, we'll get into that. But I, I just wanted to, um, talk to everybody in the audience. I just filled in Heather about how, um, Merch by Amazon shut down the U.S. printing um, sites, so Merch by Amazon is temporarily um, stopped for now. So I was, yeah, letting her know that that's what we're going through right now. So, yeah, um, I'm so sorry to hear that. Yeah. So, uh, but we we kind of wanted to just address that and talk about being a leader during these times and and maintaining the entrepreneurial spirit and just the um, you know, what got us into being an entrepreneur in the first place, that'll kind of carry us through these difficult times. Yep. So, well, let's start from the beginning. Let's introduce you to the audience. Um, I, I told them about your podcast. I love your podcast. Thank you. But bring us back to the beginning. How did you become an entrepreneur? How did you start this podcast? No idea. Like, I'm still <laughs> just feel like what what's happening? What, what, what just happened? Um, <laughs> I, it was, I've been doing this for, I guess, gosh, I guess it's been about three and a half years now. So I still am very new to entrepreneurship. I mean, that's still being a baby, three years old. If you think about it, just from a human perspective, I'm a toddler in the entrepreneurial world. Uh, but I was uh, kind of introduced to business when I was in at undergrad and graduate school. I started a photography business and I grew it and it did really well. And I started having people say like, you know, how are you getting all these clients? I'm struggling figuring stuff out. And it just seemed kind of, I, I felt like I, I loved more getting clients and serving, you know, an audience and building something even more than photography. I love photography, but I wasn't the best photographer, but I, I did well. I started traveling with it. And I mean, it was a full-time thing. And it got to a point where I was like, I could do this with my life um, and, and not even worry about school right now. Uh, but I didn't love photography as much. What I ended up really loving was business. And I loved the what it represented that you could build almost anything from the ground up. And it was almost like a game and it was so interesting. And so I was in school uh, to be a therapist and I loved psychology too, uh, but I didn't really want to just, you know, I was, I'm super ADD and I lost energy and I love talking <laughs> to people. And so um, I just, it wasn't the best fit for me. And I, I really struggled um, kind of going full-time in business and building something because there was no security there. And uh, that's kind of going back to your point about what's happening right now. It's, you know, there's a yin-yang balance to it all where it's like, yeah, we want adventure and we want um, to have a say over our time and our finances and be able to, you know, not be capped at what we can create. But the other side of that is that times like this, you know, we have to learn how to adapt and to adjust. And so it's, it's beautiful and it's a curse all at the same time, but it's a game that we signed up for. And that's really when, um, I, I love this quote, someone that's 
meetup, they said, when tough times, good leaders become great leaders. And this is a time for us to figure out, like, how are we going to rise to this occasion and figure out what to do? And sometimes during moments like this, people decide, you know, this isn't for me. And that's okay. And I really want to take the like the shame away from that because, you know, sometimes it's like, oh, either an entrepreneur or you're not, and, you know, you're <laughs> awesome baby or you're not, you know, and it, yeah. it's not like that. It's a personality thing. It's a fulfillment thing. It's a happiness thing. Um, yeah. It's a calling. It's a calling on your life. So if you know deep down this is what you're supposed to do with your life, whether it's something that's unconventional outside of the box or um, or, or maybe it's maybe it's doing the traditional path and you love it. Whatever that thing is, you have to be true to that in the good times and in the bad. And only you can answer that. I love that. It's so true. Um, it takes a, a unique personality to fully be an entrepreneur. And a lot of us, um, especially in print on demand, are able to do it part time. So you don't have to have this be your full time thing. You can do this after work. You can do this on weekends. Um, but part of the entrepreneurial spirit is moving on, pivoting, learning a new skill. Um, and so I love your group of leaders. I love your um, podcast where you talk to all different leaders all the time. I think I, I just, I feel like it's such a blessing that we have you on today because I couldn't think of a better guest for the day after finding out that merch is shut down. It's um, we need to hear somebody like you that's positive, somebody that's talked to a lot of different leaders because um, these are uncertain times. And I think that learning new skills and, and just growing is, is how we're going to get through this. Um, so let me quickly say hi to everybody in the chat. Everybody's joining. Hi to Dwayne. Hi to Teresa. Hi to Brianna. Hi, everybody. Um, oh, I'm nervous now. People are watching live. <laughs> do you do live? I, you usually record ahead of time. Uh, yeah. The podcast is uh, pre-recorded, but I'm I'm live all the time on different platforms. So okay. yeah, I the reason I go live is simply because I don't want to have to edit videos. <laughs> it's smart. I told you what you're doing is smart. It's a beautiful model. So, um, so anyway, all right, so. Back to your start. So you you were doing photography. How did you decide on unconventional leaders? Like, how did you come up with that mm -hmm. name, that concept? Yeah, yeah. So as a therapist, I was working with at-risk youth. And uh, my dad grew up in the foster care system as well. And so I was really close to my dad. But he really struggled with a lot of stuff. I mean, even when I was a kid, um, just from the abuse that he endured and he mm -hmm. was in and out of prison and stuff like that. So I just really loved kind of the underdog. Um, my dad was the underdog. Mm -hmm. And then when I was a therapist, I was working in these youth homes and et cetera. And I just saw so much skills, so much talent, so much potential. Um, but the only option that was being presented to these kids was this like one path, like you need to go to school, you need to get a degree, you need to get a job and climb the corporate ladder. And that's fine. I think education is awesome. And I'm so grateful to live in a time where we have the freedom to have education. There's nothing against that. However, there's some people who that's just not in the cards for them, whether it's, they're just not good at it or they just don't care. Like they're just interested in it. And so I, I kind of, I, I didn't really have the freedom to say what I wanted to say to these kids as a therapist, because there's certain guidelines and rules and you, it's just not the right relationship as a therapist to say some of this, but what I was itching, I was wanting to itch yeah. to be like, well, don't go to college, go ahead and become, you know, build your thing and like get online and start sharing your story. And like I, that was my natural instinct, what was coming out of me. And I think it's really important to pay attention to what isn't forced, what's natural for you, what 
always coming up for you? What's something that you get excited about? And lean into that because there's a way to make money doing that. There's a way to influence people doing that. Um, we just need more people awake and alive with what just really fires them up. And uh, that fired me up. So unconventional leaders, I wanted to create uh, a place where we told stories of people who were going against the grain and leading in different ways. And when I looked at the landscape of leadership, it was a whole bunch of rich white dudes and nothing wrong with rich white dudes. Like I, I, I have Jim Rohn on my wall right here. Like he was a white dude and he was rich. And I loved him. He had so much wisdom. However, I wanted to have a, a, a space where there were women talking and yes. uh, minorities and people with disabilities and people who grew up without, you know, income, or maybe they were leading in ways that were just so outside of the box and you've never heard of them. And just, make a platform that says, you know what, everything about you that's different is beautiful. And you are designed and created uh, with a purpose in mind and you're uniquely and you're wonderfully made lead into that, own it. Um, and it's just been a, it's just been a really awesome ride. I've learned a lot. I have really realized how much I don't know about leadership and making a difference in the world. Cause every day I'm just like, Oh my gosh, Oh my gosh. Uh, <laughs> people, just, people amaze me. People are beautiful. Oh, I love that. And you do know a lot. So, um, but I, I understand, I feel the same way. Like every day I learn like what I still need to learn. Um, but I, I remember hearing somewhere, I don't remember if I was listening to a podcast or somewhere you mentioned that it started with the name unconventional without the leader part. Yeah. Yeah. So, Talk about uh, that. three, I guess it's been three years. I don't know how about three years old now. And I just, put the word leader in last July. So less than a year ago. Now I never would have admitted this to you because I hadn't admitted it to myself, but the idea was a leadership show, but I really struggled putting the name leader in it because there was so much imposter syndrome. I, I'm a, if you haven't picked up yet, I'm a very quirky, energetic People, people laugh at me all the time, which I like. I mean, it's fun. Like I'm kind of the comedic person. When you meet in real life, you're like, oh, girl, how much coffee did you have? So I'm goofy. Um, I was homeschooled my whole life. I struggled with education and growing up. Me going to school was a miracle. There's a whole story with that. So I really struggled educationally. Um, I'm not a multimillionaire by any means. I will be one day. It will happen. But I'm not there yet. Um, I haven't studied leadership. I mean, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. There's all these rules. And I'm like, who is going to take a leadership show seriously from a Southern Arkansan quirky, awkward girl who left her security to start a podcast. You know what I mean? Like going against the grain always. Um, so I wouldn't, and being a woman, let's talk about that real quick because, you know, women can talk about leading women, but women talk about leading men and women. You know what I yes, mean? Yes. Like, that's, that's a huge distinguishment. It's a, yes. It's a huge um, and it's present in entrepreneurship too. We pride ourselves and being like outside the box and other stuff. It's in, it's in entrepreneurship and I'm here to break that stigma out of the water. Um, but I, I just didn't put it in the name. And then finally it really landed with me. I don't really have like a moment, but I was like, you're insecure. You are insecure of calling yourself a leader and having this show. And so um, I had to put the name in there for me to just to declare out and say like, you know what? I am a leader. Leadership is influence, and I don't care how big or small your audience is. If you're influencing someone, those kids in the other room, I'm a leader. <laughs> uh, the neighbors across the street who see me, I'm a leader. You know, yeah. um, we have to acknowledge we are leaders and just understand: Are we going to take advantage of our leadership and like lead well, or are we going to be passive leaders, which is leadership because 
we're being passive and that's that's incessantly as well so um i i, I love I just want to pause you for just one second because all of those are such good points. And when you said that, I loved that you um, admitted that because so many people are, all of us are insecure. At, you know, we just are. Over time, you get better and better at whatever, but then you're insecure for the next level or the next jump. So you're constantly, yep. if you're not insecure, you're kind of just settling basically, or just, you know, yep. in, you know, doing something that's too easy for you. So most people are insecure. That's one point. And then the second point is, um, uh, right now is a time that a lot of people are having to push themselves into that insecurity because they're used to doing print on demand, which you know, well, but maybe we don't know TikTok. Maybe we don't know how to start a YouTube channel. Maybe we don't know how to start a podcast. This is this time when people are going to have to push into that insecurity and start something new, start something different, um, expand to other platforms, expand to other things. Um, and it's hard because, you know, you hear negative news, you hear negativity everywhere. And now it's a time where we're going to have to dig deep and go into our insecurity, be bigger than we were yesterday, um, and figure out how to overcome this obstacle and this challenge. So I think it's amazing that story of how you added leader to the end, because it is true. Like we can do this. We are leaders. Well, and, and that's what you're saying. And I cannot, and I have to check myself on this all the time, all the time. Um, I cannot sit here and tell people this, 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 and not live it myself. And this is a yeah. time for, and this is a tough conversation to have, but you know, we harp on stuff all the time about leading and entrepreneurship and, you know, what it takes and all of this stuff. Well, this is a time where we have to say like, okay, you know, are, are we really going to walk the walk and yeah. stepping out and doing something different, dude, I am, I second guess myself every single day. I am incredibly insecure. You can ask my husband, like, I'm like, oh, oh, you know, <laughs> is this stupid? Is this wrong? What did this person, you know what I mean? Like I have that inner dialogue all the time. The difference is not if you have it or you don't have it, but are you going to act anyway? Yes. You know? Like act anyway in the yes. fear, in the insecurity, in the self-doubt. This thing isn't necessarily going to go away. What you have to do is get used to seeing like, oh, isn't that interesting? You negative self you negative thought isn't that cool you know and dissonance yourself from it where it doesn't become who you are you can see it as something outside of yourself and that takes a lot of practice and it's really hard that's what you know uh psychology that's what therapy does is teaching you to separate your thoughts from your identity yeah um, and we're not perfect at it all the time like i can see myself do you know yep. having that conversation constantly it's it's a never-ending game yep and I'm, I'm glad you brought that up too because that's something that i feel like I used to have pretty bad depression and I eventually was able to get out of that. But having gone through that experience, it makes it so you can see when you start to go that direction and when you start to have thoughts like that. And times like this are like tests. Can you know, cause I've learned how to be positive over the last several years, but it's like, can I keep that going when everything is going wrong? So these are the kind of things to really just, um, see who yeah. you really are and yeah. how you how you can go through these kind of tough times it's a lot easier to be a leader be positive be an entrepreneur when everything's going well it's times like this where it's like can you keep doing this can you keep being the person you want to be 
I, I love that you said I learned how to be positive because mm-hmm. that's a big misconception is that people who are, you know, putting forth a positive approach and, and, yeah. and leading in this way are just like, oh, they're just little sunshine rainbow people. No, they made the decision that yeah. this is the way I'm going to show up in the world, uh, shaking, insecure, you know, afraid or not. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's an awesome distinction you made. Yeah. And I also wanted to circle back to what you said about first of all, just the insecurity of being a leader, but then second of all, what you said about leading both women and men, because I know that when I, um, most of my jobs before being an entrepreneur, it was mostly male. So I kind of had experiences with that. But then when I wanted to start Merch Money, um, every single person I talked to before it actually launched assumed that it would be an all women's group without me ever saying that. They just assumed it. They're like, well, obviously it's going to be a women's group because you're a woman. And I'm like, yep. I don't understand. I'm like, why? Like it was, it blew my mind that it was, it wasn't a question like, oh, is this going to be a women's group? It was, oh, it's a women's group. Like, yep. so yep. it kind of made me realize like how much that's still the thought process. Um, so I wanted to carefully make sure the name didn't have anything to do with women and that I made it clear that everyone was invited. Um, and I've been very pleased to find out that about uh, almost 70% are men in the group. So it, the, it's not necessarily the, the men that, that don't want to be led by women. It's the women not being secure enough to do it. So yes, that's it. We have to believe yeah. And see ourselves as a leader before anyone else can respect us as a leader. Yeah. Period. And so if you feel called to reach women because that's what you know you're called to do, girl, you own that. You own it and be proud yeah. of it and pink it out and he- high heel lipstick, all that. Do what you do it. I love it. I absolutely. But if you're doing it because you don't feel like that you will be respected or taken seriously as a woman who is a leader, I'm telling you, go against that grain, fight all those instincts because men strong men are willing and ready to follow good leaders, whether they're men or women. Yes. And we are the ones that are holding ourselves back. I held myself back by not calling myself a leader or being having the guts to put leader on my podcast and put it at the forefront of my brand. That was me because my audience never had that issue. I did. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Um, Rich is saying, "Uh Oh, I'm in a woman's group. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no, Rich, you're, Rich is awesome. He he uh, he started a whole e-com conference and invited me to be a speaker oh, there. Cool. So Rich is just being silly. Awesome. But yes, he's awesome. And the conference is awesome. And thank you for doing that. Um, and then Teresa is saying, I feel that it's important to be authentic to your audience and also be true to yourself and whatever you do. Yes. Yeah. Because people can smell it a mile away. They know if you're being real or not. Yeah. And really... You know, the, the whole authentic, authentic game on online that people talk about right now is we, ju- we, we want to feel like it's okay to be a human. And, you know, having a leader like you, Helen, who says like, hey, I struggled with depression or insecurity about you know, leading as a woman or whatever, that gives everyone else in your tribe freedom to go like, oh, it's not just me. Cool. Look at what Helen's doing. I can do it too because she struggled the way I struggled. I can lead the way she leads too. And so it actually empowers other people. When you come from a place of healing, um, to share about uh, the struggles that you've had. Yep, absolutely. And I, I really wanted to dig deep on that because everyone is having to do this right now. This is when everyone is having to become 
bigger than they thought they could be. Whether it's a leader or not, you're still having to try something new. You're still having to learn something new. You're still having to um, be a little bit better than you were yesterday to overcome these kind of obstacles. So it's, it's okay if you feel insecure. It's okay if you feel like you can't do it. Um, but we're just here to tell you that we can help you and we're here for you and you can do it, right? Like, did you think you could do any of the stuff you're doing now before? <laughs> oh man, no. And you know, it's, 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 it's ongoing. It's not like you, you mentioned this earlier. It's not like you start and then it's cool after that. It's every single day you're saying yes to a new challenge. Like there's something right now in my business that, you know, I'm having to restructure a lot of stuff to adapt to what's happening. And I, I'm talking about like changing like my yearly benchmarks and all of that of different stuff. And I'm like, okay, Heather, you know, and some of this stuff scares me because I'm, I'm having to really stretch outside of my comfort zone. And so looking at it like, okay, oh my gosh, I have to do this or okay, here's an opportunity for me to become better and me to grow. Um, it's again, choosing, choosing to see this as a positive with the smile on your face, you know? <laughs> yeah. 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 It's, um, but it's, it's kind of exciting too. Like each time you do something like I, um, I never thought of starting a group or doing anything like that. Um, but then I just realized there weren't a lot. And I was like, I wonder why there's no like women's like, leaders like it felt like when i was going places um you know conferences there just weren't a lot of women speakers there weren't a lot of um just groups that the admins were women and i was just like why is this and then all of a sudden i realized i'm like wait you haven't started a group you haven't been a speaker um and then that just i was like okay fine i'm gonna start the group thinking like oh nothing's gonna happen and then it just it keeps growing then all of a sudden i am speaking at different events and it's um it's nothing that i foresaw in the beginning it's just you know every day just stepping up and trying my best that's awesome so yep um well tell us a little bit about about what your group is about and about how you pick what speakers because you've had some amazing speakers on your podcast thanks um the group unconventional leaders is really those who feel like they're going against the grain and just uh, I, I pull I, I see how I'm pulling a lot of that kind of psychology uh, bits from from my previous career into this but um, a huge part of therapy and uh, psychology is normalizing things um, that's huge and modeling normalizing and modeling so through community we can normalize kind of what we were talking about earlier like oh me too you know so yes. think people who um, are still struggling with the same stuff you're struggling with and feeling a part of a community that helps you gain courage because you're not doing it alone. So that's the yeah. group and community. Uh, the show is really the intention of that is modeling. So seeing someone who's accomplished what you want to accomplish, who looks like you, who sounds like you, who thinks like you, and we have such different people. Um, I mean, I've gotten a lot of flack for it too, because, you know, I, some outside of the box stuff. Like, I mean, I'll, I'll, I will interview bipolar opposite situations and views yeah. and religious views and all that stuff all the time, uh, not to make any kind of statement, but to really give voice to, to diversity. And, um, again, to, to model the people like, Hey, here's someone who grew up in foster care, who saw their dad, uh, murdered. I mean, we've had this, this kind of stuff, you know, wow. that they've created. Oh, here's someone who left. I mean, we had Scott Neeson on, who was a Hollywood executive. He was over 20th century Fox and he left that and started a, a, a foundation in Cambodia. And, you know, he was like, 
just chilling with me in California, like, Hey, you know, it was so great. (laughs) Just the different levels of like, you know, from CEO to nonprofit to, you know, leading on TikTok. And we've had people talk about stuff, you know, they're doing on that platform. It's all over the place. But the idea again, goes back to normalizing how you feel and how uh, you grew up and also modeling what's possible through people who look and sound and act like you. I love it. I love you guys have to check out the podcast. There's so many you you interviewed Seth Godin. You uh-huh. interviewed um, the lady who ran across Vermont. Yeah. I'm uh, like, yeah. who runs across uh, Vermont? Literally ran across Vermont in four <laughs> days. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You no, know, just an average day. Um, <laughs> it was, it's great. And it's such a wide variety. Of I love listening to podcasts like that because you to me, it's like even if they, I don't have anything in common with the person I always end up learning something like it's some little thing they say where I'm like wow I never thought about it like that um so thank you for doing that how do you how do you find all these people when you when you first and I'm, I'm sure you've seen this too with with what you've done but um you know when you're first starting off I always tell people like start within your own network and build mm-hmm. from there and um it, it's honestly now I have too many people to interview and I'm trying yeah. to figure out like I have to like pick and decide uh, based off just where we're at right now as a community and with the show and what's doing well and what isn't. And so it took about three years to get to this point where we now have like an abundance. But, the, you know, for the first year or so, it was hard. It was hard figuring out. And this is one thing if, if you're interested in putting out content, starting a show, blogging, being kind of more public with your voice. I think I always told people is you never, you don't find your voice without using your have to oh my god first in order to find your voice and so i spent a year finding my voice by bleh, like think about it, toastmasters the only way you're gonna get better getting up and speaking over and over and over again and fumbling and fumbling and fumbling we have to let ourselves fumble like fumble and be a beginner and uh through that you really start to find like okay this is who i'm speaking to this is what i want to create and then it becomes so much easier to really identify, like, who do you want to have as a guest and all of that. Um, I do some outreach, um, very little, honestly. Usually it's people I run across on social media. Like we had the blind woodsman on yesterday. It was on TikTok and he's literally a blind uh, uh, carpenter and he like makes these beautiful things and he can't see any of it. And he started after he lost his sight and it was so beautiful. And I ran across his TikTok and I was like, we've got to talk to you. You're so cool. Um <laughs> Sometimes it's suggestions. We have an application process for people who are interested or people can submit applications. I mean, it's, it's everywhere. And you probably just ask, right? Like you're not afraid to just ask because that's what I did with you. I mean, I didn't know you. We had nothing in common, but I just messaged you. As I was like, and like, would you like to be on the podcast? Like that, that's really as easy as that. I'll tell you, I've learned through this process. We've, we've interviewed well over 300 people, uh, not through the show, but also too, I've had uh, conferences where I've had speakers come in and I've interviewed there. And then we did a, tick, a LinkedIn series where we interviewed over a hundred people on that. So I've interviewed so many people and more often than not, people are way kinder than you would ever believe. People are way more generous than you would ever believe. Um, I have just, my faith in humanity has gone up so much through this show because of course you have some bad apples, man, there's some amazing people in this world and they'll do anything to help you out and support you. If they have time, if we're gracious and, you know, honor people's time, if you just go for the ask, usually people will abide. They'll be like, yeah, sure. Yep. That has been my experience too. It's been amazing. And it's usually the people that are so busy and so successful that are saying yes. And people that are like, 
not doing as well that are too nervous and scared. They just haven't developed enough to be yeah. ready to be on yeah. a show. So yeah. they tend to say no. And then sometimes if you take those no's, you're like, oh, well, I can't ask this person. They're even more successful. But it, a lot of times it ends up being where they'll say yes. Exactly. So a lot of yeah. times when I push myself to ask people that I'm a little bit nervous to ask, I'm always surprised where they're like, sure, I signed up for this day or that day. And I'm like, really? <laughs> Oh, I, I still get surprised too. I mean, I still get, like, I still get nervous. Like I was so nervous approaching Seth Godin. Like he's, I mean, I literally, I know everybody, but literally like one of my idols, like mentor, like I'm like, oh, Seth Godin, you know, <laughs> like it, I was scared out of my mind. Um, but again, you, you don't, you don't get that. Yes. Without an ask, you know, you don't. Yeah. And it's like, what's the worst they can say? No, it's like, okay, well, you can't assume they're going to say no. Just let them say the no. Just at least try. Yeah, well, that goes back to detaching. You know, we talked about the negative thoughts. Uh, sometimes mm -hmm. that, that no, most often that no has nothing to do with you and we attach it to something with us when yeah. really it's just a timing thing, um, you know, something completely outside of you and has nothing to do with you. But it's hard because we get all wrapped up into it because it's our baby and it's our thing, you know? Yeah. Oh, I, I, talking to you is exactly like how I thought it would be like, you're so, um, I just love how, how you think, how you express yourself, how encouraging you are, um, just to be yourself. I, I think that so many people think that you have to be a certain way. Like you have to have a certain personality to have a Facebook group or start a podcast or to be an entrepreneur. And there's just such a wide range. Like, oh I gosh. think everyone can find their, their place, what they want to do. Can I tell you a silly story? This is so yeah. silly. Okay. I don't know if you guys know who Lindsay Sterling is. Do you know who yes. she is? Okay. The violin player, right? Yes. Now, I had never really heard of her. I mean, I knew who she was, but I was like, I'm not going to listen to somebody who plays the violin. You know, I just wasn't into it. Well, I went to this conference a couple of years ago, and this was after the podcast, uh, after, you know, starting a business, all this stuff. So I knew the stuff. I've been personal developed. You know what I'm saying? Like, I've been there. <laughs> okay. So I sat in this, this conference and she was a speaker and she gets on and she performs. And I'm not into classical music or violins or anything. Her performance and when she spoke afterwards, I was literally bawling, bawling. And the reason why, as I said, I've never seen someone so self-expressed and true to who they were without a regard and you could just feel it that she was so comfortable in her skin. She was my age. She was 33 and she was dancing and acting silly and goofy. And it didn't like, it made everyone connect with her and something inside of me. I realized that that was something I had been muting in me because I felt this pressure that now that I had kids and now that, you know, I, you know, have a business owner and I'm over 30 now and blah, 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 all this stuff that I needed to, like, I even dress differently than I do now. Like I was trying to be this person, mm -hmm. but it wasn't me. I am a quirky, weird woman and I'm going to be 60, 70 years old, just goofy and hyper. And that's who I'm going to be. And it was so hard to let that part of me be seen because I didn't think I would be seriously at it. No and especially this conversation of unconventional leadership, I'm like, there's no place for this quirky, awkward, weird place in, in that, you know, but seeing her, um, I, something was released to me that day and I haven't looked back. I've really leaned oh. in 
the y'all and the, you know, the bounciness and all of that stuff. And the response from that has been so cool because yeah, there's people who just don't like me. They're like, you're so weird. Um, but then there's other, but I feel like I've been connecting with people a lot deeper because they know I'm not bull crapping them. Yeah. You know? I love Lindsay Sterling. And I love that story. I'm so glad that you were inspired by her. She was on um, Lewis Howe's podcast. And that was the conference, was Lewis Howe's conference. Oh, okay, perfect. Um, yeah. She, and I, I don't, I feel like I've seen her somewhere else too, but that's the one I remember. Um, she's a very inspiring person. So you guys should definitely check her out if you have not already. Um, lots more people joining. Thank you guys. Um, Yang's here. Hi, Yang. And all kinds of people. So thank you guys. Um, so yeah, I, the, the more I do this and the more I meet people that I looked up to and they were like my idols, the more I'm realizing like they all started just like me. Like they all, they're not fundamentally different than me. They just are a little bit further along. Yeah. They just take a lot of action. That's the thing. Yeah. It's just taking action over and over and over again and being willing. Well, I'm just say willing expecting in the most positive way that this might not work out and that's yeah. okay like not attaching so much of our worth and our value on things where we can just play and try and give ourselves permission to just play with stuff and say this may not work and that's okay and seth godin talks about that this might not work and that's fine it's hard i love that not attaching your self-worth i think that's one thing that entrepreneurs and like overachievers, they, they tend to fall into that where everything they're doing is somehow their self-worth. Yep. Um, and that's something that, that I've definitely learned over the last, I don't know, six or seven years or something. Because before that I would, I would do that. My, sure. my grades in school, my, you know, job I had, like my self-worth was so wrapped up in all of that. And um, it's, it's so freeing when you realize that's not who you are. Like times like this, merch just went away. If you have your self-worth in your merch account and what tier you are on merch and how many shirts you sell per day, all of a sudden it's just taken away from you in one day. You can't have your self-worth in that. You're the same person you were yesterday. Um, so your self-worth is more than what you're currently doing, more than your job, more than it's, it's something internal. And you can use that towards the next thing you're working on. So good. So good. <laughs> so how do you think people can develop that? So right now, tell us a little bit about, mm. I, I'm just going to use TikTok because I know that's something that people could try. Um, and I'm sure you haven't been doing that forever because it's fairly new. Like, how did you get started with it? How did you have the confidence to try it? Something different? Yeah. So real story. Um, I was sitting here in my office and my husband, who he's in the online space too, he, he has a... a regular job, regular job, uh, <laughs> normal people, but he's, he has a side hustle, which is fitness and he does on on fitness. And, uh, he started putting out TikTok videos, TikTok came out and he's like, Oh, I'm going to start doing this. And I was like, Oh, there's no way I'm getting on this platform because I am so sick of all these platforms. Like yeah. there's too many. And I feel like I'm not doing a good enough job and all the ones that I am already on because there's so much. And I love social media and I love digital marketing. That's what I do. Uh, but I was like, no, Brian, get away from me, devil. Like, I am not getting on another platform and I'm not downloading another app. My goal is to delete apps, not get rid of, not get more. <laughs> so I'm sitting here working one day and he comes in and he's real casual. And he said, so the video just posted has half a million views on it. 
And I literally like took my chair and I just swiveled it around. And I said, I'm getting on TikTok. Uh, <laughs> like that was the moment. I was like, you've convinced me because the the organic reach um, is insane right now. And so what yeah. that looks like is, you know, the social media platforms that have been around for quite some time, like Facebook and Instagram, um, they, they have a lot of content. People are comfortable putting out a Facebook post. People are comfortable posting their lunch on Instagram. So there's a lot of content that matches all the users. And so what happens is they have to, you know, decide which ones to show people based off all the content. When you have newer platforms that come out like TikTok, there's more eyeballs than there is content. And so what happens is, is the people who are brave enough uh, to put themselves out there and try something new are getting lots more eyeballs because there's not enough content to feed all these hungry eyes. And so it's a beautiful time right now that happens in all social media platforms that take off. It happened with Facebook and Instagram and all the things. Um, I wasn't around, unfortunately, during those beautiful times. Um, but it's, it's, just a, it's a window where organic reach is high. So when you hear, I'm just sharing that with anybody who's not familiar with that. Um, so right now, it's, a, it's just a volume game. If you post 10 videos, one of them is going to do very well. And it, it is important to produce good content. I'm not saying it's not, but right now it's a volume game. If you post consistently, you will get followers. You will get a lot of views, period. And it's not going to last forever, um, but go ahead. and It's already gone down. Um, I was going to say, it's already, I've already just in the last year seen it change so much. Have you been on it a year? No, but I've been aware of it. And I knew because it's one of those things like the more you're in an entrepreneur mindset, like you kind of can see the opportunities. So I'm at the point where I can like immediately recognize an opportunity, but I'm not at the point where I immediately take action on it because I get kind of like what you were saying, like I get stuck in my own little world saying like, well, I'm having enough trouble doing the, you know, the YouTube videos and the podcast and the Facebook group. Like I feel like I'm juggling so many balls that I'm like, I don't want to throw something else in. So I knew it was an amazing opportunity, but I also, I just didn't take action. So yeah, yeah. I was posting in the group, trying to get everybody in the group to at least take action. Um, but yeah, I posted when, um, I'd have to find that screenshot, but I took a screenshot of Gary V's account very early on just so i could be like okay this is where he is right now i guarantee you he's gonna be like so far more than this in like a couple of weeks and so sure enough i took a screenshot like a few months later and it had just like exploded um but yeah i i knew right away it was huge um so i posted about it in the group when everybody was still convinced it was just little kids and it wasn't a big deal and i'm like guys this is a big deal um, and then I, I watched it become a big deal. And then I also um, got some people on the show that were really good with TikTok. So I've, I've tried to help people take advantage of it. But myself, I really have only done minimal on um, TikTok. So it's one of those things like, as I keep getting better and better, eventually, I'll be faster at just taking action right away on things. Sure. Um, but right now, I still get in that point where it's, I'm doing what I'm already doing. So sure, sure. Well, let me say this. I do want to say this. Um, I I love Gary V. Like Gary V. I have a quote of him on the wall over there. I love him. He's like my cousin. He doesn't know it, but we're like besties. Okay. <laughs> Side note: He followed me on TikTok, and it was the best day of my life. My children's birth, my getting married. Gary V. Following me on TikTok. Okay. Um, 
But this is one thing that I think he he preaches this. He does. I'll give him this. But he preaches about being happy, you know, and really making sure that there's a difference between this scares the hell out of me and I don't want to do it because I'm afraid. And there's a difference between I'm genuinely not interested in it. And I'll never tell anyone that you have to get on a platform and like you're not going to succeed unless you get on it because I don't think that's true. Um, I think you need to make sure that what you're doing feels good, you enjoy it, and it's fun because you can't fake it and you're not going to succeed at something that's not aligned with you, that's genuinely not aligned with you. I'm fear, I'm not, you know the difference. Um, So with me, TikTok, I mentioned earlier, I'm a hyper, goofy, ridiculous person in real life. Like, you come to dinner with me and you will leave like feeling like you're at a rock concert. So I'm like, hey. <laughs> um, so the platform, it was, it was, even though I resisted it, it, it fit with me. I can be goofy. You know what I mean? Uh, my husband is not. My husband is one of the most solemn, serious, <laughs> type A, like, you know, just different. Um, he's, he's killing it way more than me. He has like 130,000 followers. Like he just got two sponsors from TikTok. Like he's killing it. Oh my gosh. Um, Amazing. Yeah. But he's not goofy. He doesn't dance. He doesn't do any of this stuff. I do skits. You know what I mean? Like I I, was just going to tell Teresa that because she's worried. She says she feels out of her league. Like she can't do as awesome of videos as other people. I feel like it's just a social media platform, just like Facebook, just like Instagram. You can be any kind of personality and any kind of person, any age group any anything you want on tiktok um eventually there will be more people like you on the platform but you might be the first person like you you are going to get the full amount of that market so Teresa, people that are um campers and and travel around the world and in um RVs, you might be the first one doing a a show like that. I don't know. I haven't looked into that market, but don't feel like you have to be like the 12 year olds on TikTok. You can be yourself on TikTok. Yes. I interviewed Gary V's TikTok guy, um, Mm -hmm. the guy who posts his TikToks. And one of the statements he said is he said, uh, cause one of our listeners asked like, what happens if you're like a little bit of an older person and you don't have that personality and all that stuff. And he said, if you're, he said, quote, if you're boring, be boring. That's what I I heard that. Yes. I love that quote. I love that quote. This is the difference. And I want to set some people free here is like, it's not a personality thing. It's more of a thinking a little bit creatively. And that's how you're going to do well. And this is what I mean by that. Let me give you an example. Brian, like I said, he's not the most like, I hope he doesn't hear this. He's not the most charismatic person. Okay? He's not. Um, but like, for instance, so he's in the fitness industry and I have some cups here. Okay. So he had like these ingredients that he just puts on the table and he just lines up the ingredients right here. And he just takes his phone and he just goes over the ingredients like this, showing how to make a smoothie. He's not even on it. You know what I mean? Like, but it's, yeah. it's creative. It's different. And so if you think about like, okay, whatever, whatever you have, whatever you teach, how can you just do something a little bit different than just what most social media platforms do? That's yeah. why people go to TikTok because it's not the normal, like, hey guys, blah, 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 blah. You're not going to do that on TikTok. But if you could yeah. show your process, put, you know, you don't even have to put your face on it. Just put something out there. I, and, and I want to congratulate you and, uh, I don't know what the word is, um, say the, how well you're doing, because I think there's a reason that Gary V followed you because I think Gary V, first of all, he's very open to always wanting to learn. Um, but he, um, 
so he's not afraid to learn from people, anybody like he doesn't, you know, he, he wants to learn. Um, and I think he was trying to repurpose content and take stuff from YouTube and stuff like that. And it doesn't necessarily do as well on TikTok. So he wants to follow people like you that are, I think you have it down pat, like how to do a TikTok account for a podcast or for anything like, oh my gosh, I, I'm so glad I remember the last minute you did one TikTok video about how you get ready for a podcast and it's like just getting dressed up top and then the bottom is like just pajama pants or something. Yes. Totally. I don't know if I can show, but I'm totally wearing leggings right now. Like I did that exact same thing where I'm like, okay, I don't need to dress, but I only like (laughs) stuff like that where it's like everybody relates who's a podcaster or a YouTuber. They know they only worry about their shirt and their hair. Like they don't... (laughs) worry about what pants or what shoes or whatever. So when you pick little things like that, that everyone relates to, it's hilarious and people love it. Um, So it's it's a different way to communicate. It's a different thing. So that's why Gary Vee wants to learn from you because he's still learning. Like, and even with him not really knowing how to use TikTok, he was able to get like a million followers or however much because there wasn't anyone like him. I mean, there isn't anyone like him anyway, but he, he was very new to the platform. And so he was able to take advantage of all of that yeah. traffic yeah. early. And he brought a lot of traffic to the platform because he shared with us, like Brian found out about TikTok through Gary Vee. That's how yes. we found out about it. So he brought traffic to the platform as well. Um, but to your point about finding commonality, I think that's really important with all content is again, you know, we're coming out of an, an age. I think we're transitioning out of it where, you know, content, no matter if it was on TikTok or whatever, it was about like this beautiful curated piece. You know, we would make these, you know, quote cards and we would show, you know, these beautiful pieces and people are just quickly getting sick of that because they're like, where's the real stuff? Where's the humanity? And if you think about it from a psychological perspective, we're evolving right now as a species to become more digital. And whether you like it or not, we are having, we are the guinea pigs where we're having to learn what it looks like to be a human online. And it's just going to become more and more like that. So as a leader, we need to start figuring out how can I add um, humanity? How can I add truth? How can I add realness and authenticity into the work that I'm doing? Because I'm really shaping what this is going to look like for those kids in there um, to be a little bit more real and honest. And that means, you know, showing the messy stuff. People love that. You think, oh, people won't respect me. Nope. They're going to respect you way more because they're like, Helen is real. She keeps it real. I see myself in her. They love that. Absolutely. And it it helps so many times I've felt like, you know, that somehow it was not going to be good enough or something like that, but people love it. And they, they love to learn. They, They love to feel like, it, it gives them permission to try because it's yeah. like, they feel like if, if you look at somebody who's so far ahead and they're doing everything so perfectly, you kind of just don't even want to take action. Cause you're like, I could never be like that. But when you see somebody just a couple steps ahead of you, yep. then you're ready to, to just try. You're like, okay, if they did it, I can do it. Um, and I loved your, your post recently about your daughter teaching your, mm-hmm. your other daughter how to read. You're like, she's only a few steps ahead. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's, you know, like I said earlier, it's, it's never going to go away. That self, that, 
doubt. I mean, like we can sit here and like, I'm, I feel all fired up right now. And the truth is two hours from now, I'm still going to have that creepy stuff come back in me. Um, that's why it's so important to have good people in place who can challenge you listening to shows like what Helen has for you here, because it's such a mind game. It doesn't, it goes against all of our natural instincts um, as humans, because we want to protect and survive. Um, so I just want to encourage everyone just to keep listening to Helen's show. Oh, <laughs> so thank you. Little plug for you, but like seriously, because you can't do this just on your own, like gritting it out. Um, you have to get refilled um, and realize you're not alone in this. There are other people out there who are feeling the same fear that you are, who are taking action anyway. I mean, just it makes it so much easier, you know. Absolutely. Um, and I, I think especially right now, that's why I just, I, we planned this show over a month ago, I think, but I just think it's such a blessing that it happened to land today. It's like, it's perfect show for today. Um, but what do you have? I know we're getting close to the end of the hour. Was there something that you really wanted to tell people or something that you're working on right now that you really think is important in this time period? What are you doing to protect your positivity and your creativeness and your um, willing to keep going? I am, um, I am so intentional, um, rigid with what I allow in my mind. <laughs> rigid. Um, I do not watch the news at all. Um, I do. A, I do about a five-minute recap where I'll give myself about five minutes to look at Twitter, look at the news feeds to see if there's anything big that I need to know. And you will know off the bat. Um, I haven't, and I know that goes against a lot of people, like that's rubs people the wrong way, but I lead a community right now and I have to show up for them. Um, and I know that this is all mental. So I'm very careful about what I let in my mind. I don't scroll. <laughs> I very rarely scroll. I know this sounds crazy, but literally I unfollow people. Um, I am intentional who I spend time with. Like it is, you have to protect your mind. You know what I mean? Um, I, I'm not a naturally, I didn't grow up with any of this. Um, I grew up, we grew up very poor and people who had money, people who did well, people who led were all evil. They were the enemy. Um, there was, there was never hope. It was a hopeless situation. Um, and I just refuse to, to pass that on to my own kids, but that requires me to uh, be mentally fit. <laughs> you know, we go to the gym and we eat the right things for our physical bodies and we have to do the same things with our mind. Um, and that sounds elementary, but it's some of, the, some of the hardest work you'll ever do. That is very, very true and very good advice. Um, it's at the very least when you're following people that, you admire, it pulls you up. And when you're following people that are negative, it pulls you down. So you have to try to try to do a balance and try to uh, try to be inspired by people. And, and sure. yeah, um, Patty has a good question. She's saying, um, if we are new to TikTok, who do you recommend we follow? Who do you follow? Sure. I'll pull it up right now. Um, I, I can tell you who their handles are. And I would um, say, um, just look at look up Heather Parody. That's what your name is on TikTok. And I think I have her link in the description. So if you click on that, you can see it'll say like followers. Yeah. Yeah. So I follow 74 people. I'll just name a couple off the bat that I think are really great. Uh, Stephen Walker, official Stephen Walker. Um, he's a dad. And I think he does a really good job of kind of infusing 
dad life and being a husband and a father in a really fun way. Um, very human. I think that that's great. Um, Tony Mimmel, I had him on the show. Uh, he was born with uh, one hand and he's a phenomenal guitarist. Uh, but I think he gives a good example of showing like um, what makes you different and using that as a platform, using that as a connector. Think about this. So important. The thing that you want to hide is the thing that's going to connect you with other people. Period. Um, he's he's a phenomenal human. Um, and one more, one more, one more. Oh, this is a great one. Uh, Ray Joel Bout, Rachel PB. I don't know her. I need to reach out to her, but I've been, I totally stalk her. She's goofy. She does TikToks while she's at work when people aren't looking. Um, <laughs> it's hilarious. Like you think I am like, she's next level um she's a really fun one so but yeah i mean find me and you can scroll through my my followers list and same with me guys you can uh look me up helen kinson and see who i'm following because i i i found heather i mean i'm finding people that i feel like are doing a great job at TikTok, and i um follow them just to learn so gary v's on my list and you know a few other people that i just feel like are are being authentic, like you're saying, and then also um, doing something related to what they're doing so it can lead. Like I was able to find your YouTube channel and your Instagram. And then from there, I was able to find your Facebook group. So something like that, where it kind of leads you somewhere. Um, I'm following those kind of people. So I can kind of see like, how do you tie in your podcast to TikTok? How do you tie in your business? Yes, um, so that's a very good point. And now you can put links in TikTok. So my website's now on there. Um, mm -hmm. And people ask me all the time, like, oh, isn't it great? You know, you have all these people watching your TikTok. How is that translated into business? This is how. Um, I have gotten more podcast interviews and interviews like this. Like I get one to two a week minimum. <laughs> um, and I feel like I part-time TikTok. There are people who TikTok way more than me. One to two, that translates into a lot more people uh, following my show, my podcast, and my business is an extension of that. So I use uh, my audience as a lead gen for people who work with me one-on-one. Uh, -on -one. So that's not the entire reason for the show, but that's how I get leads is people find me through the content that I put out. So yeah, it does. It does translate. It is a big deal and you can do it in a smart way. So absolutely. Anytime you're in front of a lot of people, that's, that's an opportunity. It's a, absolutely. people get to know you, people get to admire what you're doing and, and want to do more just like me, followed you, got you on the podcast. So well, thank you so much for taking the time today. We we already went through the whole hour. Any last things before we go? Yes. I want you guys, listen, this is very important. Very important. I need you to find everything Helen is putting out in the world and follow her. If there's a way to review anything, comment, support her, because I'm telling you, putting out content consistently is a labor of love. And the fact that she's doing this um, says a lot about her leadership. And I want you guys in her community to support her next level. So if you have not subscribed on everything or followed everything intentional about commenting on stuff, please do that. Because as a content creator, that means a lot. And I want to make sure you guys are supporting her. Oh, I, I love that. Thank you, Heather. Yep. And, and all of you as well. You can see the um, links in the description. Follow Heather on TikTok. Follow her podcast. Follow on Facebook. All of it's in the description. So thank you guys so much. And thank you, Heather. And uh, we're all going to get through this. Awesome. Thank you guys so much. All right. Bye, everybody. Bye.